today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, we are catching up on all the wrestling news and views we've been neglecting, because after a month apart, it's the reunion you never knew you needed, me and the Kingpin back together again. Reunited, and it feels so good. (laughs) And plus, there's sure to be some negative stories too, because it is, of course, the summer of negativity here on the WPAN, plus your promo about nothing is coming up a little later, and so much more, but first... Tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 120, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. What the hell is this? Crackpot Podcast. What the hell is Crackpot Podcast? Are we part of like another network or what did you sign us up for now? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is my uh my private editing and production podcast venture. Wait, so you're 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 using our podcast to promote your your business now? Are you actually going to pump some money? Like are we are you charging yourself sponsorship dollars? Like how is this working? There's no money. No. No money coming our way or your way anyway. Huh. So why are we doing this then? Because I edit this podcast, and so it's a production of my editing company, correct? <laughs> you trying, trying to tell me I owe you money now for editing the podcast? I think so, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, well, forget my, it then. Well, my name is Mike Crockett. I am a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, you just heard him. He is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars. Now, he is a Ring of Honor wrestler, the force, the object. The main event, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. I am the main event, Mike, and uh, I think we're a little out of practice here. uh, Man, it feels like forever. It's been a while. It's been like a month since we have uh, spoken on the podcast, and probably longer, uh, at least maybe even a couple months since we've been in the same room talking wrestling on the wrestling podcast about nothing. Yes, you're, you're very busy now. I got a lot of things going on. <laughs> yeah, for the first time, you actually do have a lot of things going on. <laughs> <laughs> now you now you might start to understand uh, uh, what it's like to truly have no time to yourself, or uh, you know, can't just uh, go about your day and your life as, as you see fit. It's a miracle I got up here to your humble abode to record this podcast. Well, you, you dress like a million bucks. So. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is the dad attire I, I yes. learned from the best. See? Yeah. <laughs> Little gym shorts. Gym shorts. T-shirt. No, a free T-shirt, no doubt. <laughs> yes, I paid indeed. for this T-shirt. But. It's a uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy shirt. I got this when I recorded with uh, Brian Fury a few weeks ago. I didn't know he was doing 4XL now. Brian, come on now. (sighs) Yeah, we haven't really been in the same place, and we teased it, or I teased it, at the beginning of last week's episode. Uh, There is a bundle of joy. I am now a father, weird to say, but yeah, it's a whole whole thing now, Kingpin. Yeah, thank God the kid looks like his mother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to bring this up to you. My son has a dimple. Uh-oh. So I think we should talk after we get <laughs> off the air here. Uh-oh. Just clear the air a little bit. <laughs> because oh, I have no dimples to be had here. Ooh. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I know. That's why he's so cute. 
<laughs> Thanks very much. First thing I picked up on the kid, Mike, was those mitts he has. Jesus. Yeah. Get yeah. a baseball in his hand. <laughs> exactly. He's got those Pedro Martinez fingers. As soon as he can grab a ball, he's going to have a baseball. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're sleeping like a baby and your poor wife is up every two hours uh, feeding the boy. I don't think you're guessing. I think I told you this. But yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to bury you. but <laughs> Yeah. You know, you know, it works with the newborn. You, ho- you hollering out from the bedroom, hey, keep it down out there. <laughs> Try to get some shit. Yeah. Eye. Do you mind? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> no, that wouldn't go over very well. <laughs> but, but anyway, you gave me a, a ration of uh, shit or a hard time about the name. You said, you know, Brian Crockett, is, it's only fair because your son is uh, Michael Malonis. Yes. And I did name my son... After my favorite New England big man, Max Bauer. He's not even a big man. <laughs> That's a fallacy. He's not a big man. Maxwell Crockett, is uh, that is my son's name. Yeah, what's the origin of this? Can you reveal this on the podcast? A name that we agreed on, essentially. No, wow, was no, no real um, no significance? lineage or, or such, no. It's just... Uh, a name they there were very few that we agreed on, and this was one of them. So now you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be one of them parents that you've given your kid this very full name, Maxwell. Are you gonna be those parents that like? Because clearly everybody who ever meets the kid is gonna from the rest of his life <laughs> is gonna call him Max. So you're gonna be one of those weird parents that like I gave my kid a name with a natural nickname, but I'm gonna be pissy when people call him it. No, no, no. Okay, uh, we have accepted that he's he's going to be Max. Because I've known I've known people like this. They give their kid a name like this. That the 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 nickname is built in. This kid's having a nickname, and it's going to be this from the moment you decide it. And then they get all mad when people call the kid it. No, he's going to be Max. That's fine. Right. That's fine. But we'll call him Maxwell, especially when we're angry with him. <laughs> he will be Maxwell. I call Michael Michael. I you know I think uh, the wife calls him Mikey mostly, but I always uh, tend to use his full name, Michael. Yeah, well, uh, Maxwell. Hey, it's the future of the podcast. <laughs> it, is, it is the future. We're, we're building something to pass down to these boys. They don't even realize it. <laughs> the empire that we will create <laughs> yes. in their youth is just uh, something, something to really present them with yeah. down the line. You're welcome, nice. kids. <laughs> You're very welcome. Uh, another thing I want to uh, bring up to you. A number of weeks ago, we were on For the Pops with Jamie Jamikowski together, and you guys were giving me advice and things to look forward to as a parent. One thing you didn't tell me uh, that I have a bone to pick with you and with Jamie Jamikowski is I didn't know I would never eat a hot meal again. (laughs) (laughs) No one told me this. Why aren't you eating hot meals? Well, because you want to eat together. You want to... Oh, Jesus. Get over that nonsense. <laughs> See, here, here's the real problem you got to get past here. You guys are kind of st- still in the, that, that lovey-dovey little, like, smother each other phase and, you know, can't be away from each other too far. I think that's some of my aggravations with you over podcast recording, probably as a result of, of the way you guys operate in your relationship. All that shit's out the window, man. <laughs> like, so you're gonna eat. You're gonna eat at different times. You're gonna sleep at different times. You're never gonna go anywhere together unless you have you have the kid with you. Get used to it, buddy. All right. So just <laughs> the food comes. Just just scarf it down. Scarf shove it. it down. Shove it in your face. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. Honest to God, especially at this phase. Get the food, shove it down your throat. Hold the kid. Let her shove hers down her throat. And if you eat quick enough, you both have a hot meal. I think we've kind of gotten to that a little bit. And we got pizza today because, you know, 
That's the way I'm going. Oh, today's these your days. cheat day. It's my cheat day too. <laughs> See Maxwell <Yeah. laughs> in the tradition of uh, Long Line and Maxes. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had pizza today, and I just kind of—they were actually napping at the time when uh, the pizza came, so I just started eating right away. <laughs> I wasn't waiting. So there you go, smart man. You're learning. <laughs> I'm starting to get it. You're learning. I'm starting to get it. And I want to thank everyone out there that gave their well wishes on the. Uh, the birth of little Maxwell, um, the guys from OVP, Joe and Quinn, uh, and thanks especially to them for being here last week and hosting with you. Uh, very fun episode. Yeah, I should have let Joe host it. God, do I hate doing that. Don't ever leave again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like taking the lead, do you? Oh, it's terrible. I, no? I, I stink at it. I'm, you know, you like to give me shit that I just show up and I go off the cuff, but for the sake of this podcast, it is much better when I'm just letting it fly. <laughs> and just letting the expletives fly. <laughs> uh, so okay, we'll we'll take that consideration for next time. We'll find a, a host for you if that should happen again. Maybe next week. I no, should just okay. ask Joe to host it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have enough to do. That Joe Murata. Yeah, well, I mean, he was already going to be on. I mean, he could have, you know, just steered the ship. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks again to Joe and Quinn uh, for doing that and for offering their uh, well wishes and uh, all of our podcasting pals like uh, pw peter winston thank you very much sir uh, and everyone else that uh offered me uh good tidings on the birth of my son thanks very much it's been a a fun ride so far it's only just begun it's, o- it's only just <laughs> begun huh so uh from the positivity to the negativity the summer of negativity it just kind of worked out that way as you mentioned last week on this podcast we talked about a couple of the worst uh, ideas that we ever had presented to us in wrestling yes and then it was the the worst gimmicks of the 1980s last week it was some of the worst matches in wrestling history let me go back episode 117 the worst ideas we've heard uh, we had brian fury on of course we had some cross wires we couldn't get on the same page and, and get a together on the podcast when I was trying to get some things recorded before the baby came. So I had Brian Fury on a couple weeks ago, but we didn't uh, really get anything from you in terms of the worst ideas that you've ever heard or the worst ideas that have been presented to you as a wrestler in the business. Do you have anything if you were going to go back in time, if you were to be there on that episode? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one in one in general was uh kind of like in the search for a name for me uh and a couple I've heard of this one before yeah and a couple a couple of knuckleheads uh thought it'd be a good idea to dress me up all in uh gray and call me zakum do you remember who these knuckleheads <laughs> were like <laughs> zakum huh yeah that would be a yeah. good one yeah like the stupid bridge in boston <laughs> yeah it was, it was new at the time it was the the big buzzword everyone was all about the zakum bridge why not have a a big wrestler called zakum we could have different colored lights glowing on you that would have been perfect folks can you guess who one of the knuckleheads was that pitched <laughs> this idea <laughs> well you were originally brian buffet we mentioned yes. this uh a number of times this podcast in fact filthy tom lawler from the ufc and uh you know some of the major independent wrestling organizations in this country he has referenced brian buffet and uh, you didn't really like that so we were thinking of a new name for you and we thought it should be singular, like a Vader, like a one-word name to really strike fear in the hearts of all other competitors in the uh, New England Matt Wars, if you will. So I thought, Zakum. 
<laughs> well, thankfully at that point I had uh, I had cache up the yin yang and uh, <laughs> was able to veto that where I wasn't able to veto the awful Brian Buffet idea. So uh, so bullet dodged. <laughs> so instead, you are Brian Malonis. Yes, and uh, you know for I am the, the kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of your life, people will be misspelling your name or mispronouncing it. I think the first time uh, Rich Palladino said it on the microphone, it was Brian Molinas, I think, or something like that, so right? Like, yeah, and I think I cut a promo and like corrected him and yelled at him for it too. You, you, you grabbed the microphone unauthorized? No, no, no. I had like a, I had like a promo, and when he mis- mispronounced my name, I I like caught like I started the promo with that. Oh, like, I see. Yelling at him for doing that. All right. Well, that's what pros do, Mike. <laughs> they just go on the fly, think off the cuff. So, Zakem, that's a good. I mean, I wouldn't say that's one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. No, I kind of sprung that on you. We talked about the actual, <laughs> the actual worst idea I ever heard was uh, the original idea for the Buffet Brothers, which I don't, I don't know if we ever talked about at the beginning of this podcast or not. But I was at the wrestling school, and there was another big, bigger fella, uh, and they wanted to call us the Buffet Brothers. And they also wanted to put this kid, uh, uh, Mark Marchand, the mighty mini with us, who is like weighed like 95 pounds at the time. At the time, he probably legitimately weighed like right around 100 pounds somewhere. He's a kid who's 16, 17. But, but here's the here's the kicker. Mike, are you ready for this? <laughs> I'm strapped in here. I'm strapped are you in. ready for this? Whew. He was going to be the one that ate all the food, not the two fat brothers. Uh, he was going to be the one. Like he was going to be like slapping us and and like we'd be eating salads or whatever, and he'd be eating all the good stuff. And and then I'd also come down to the ring in a wife beater with stains all over it. And somewhere there is, there is promo pics. I'm pretty sure of me and like a wife beater with like stains on it. Really? Yeah. You did come in, come down to wife beater your first match, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was buffet. white and clean. Yes, okay. yeah, that that was Nick's the uh, dirty wife. Yeah, she didn't want to eat right before a match. You would get <laughs> well, an upset stomach. Uh, here's the genius of it, though. I wasn't even the one eating. Remember? Okay, so what? Did he even <laughs> eat the food and wipe his hands on the front of your shirt? I don't know. Or? This is why it's the, okay. The, it's the a bad worst, idea. One of the worst ideas that was ever presented <laughs> to me. Okay, so courtesy, courtesy of uh, one Randy Miller. <laughs> mm, mm. You hear a lot about that on Let the Chaos Begin, yes. the podcast with Jamie Jamikowski. <laughs> Check that one out. Uh, so two weeks ago with Mike Mills, it was myself and Mike Mills. How did we do? Good. I, th- I thought it was good. I was I was, I was thoroughly entertained by this episode. Of course, uh, Mike was very slanted in his uh, his views. but uh, Yes, very uh, WWF and I, 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 I mean, he hated <laughs> – I, mean, I, I like the one-man gang too, but – I didn't think Akeem was all that bad. <laughs> I, I, I said as much. I mean, it's yeah. silly. It's uh, it offensive looking back. Well, but. Yeah, it doesn't age well. Right. But like in the moment, at the time, like I, I didn't, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was terrible. But uh, we talked about yes, the worst gimmicks of the 1980s. And is there anything that comes to mind to you that we didn't get to mention? Yeah. How did you not mention Brutus the Barber Beefcake? It's what, the dumbest what, thing ever. <laughs> what, well, is it the barber or is it before he even became the barber? I, I think the barber, but well, I guess it was like a Chippendale dancer or yes. something before that. But I, don't, I feel like they never really, there was never really like an emphasis. It was more just like a look type of thing. I, at least I, I don't remember. And if if he was doing Chippendale type things, you know, well, I'm sure we could find out about that in the four hour podcast uh, by Conrad <laughs> and Bruce about Brutus Beefcake that I'll never listen to. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> you hate anything that gets popular. When when nobody was listening to it, you loved it. The minute it got popular. Ah, I don't like it anymore. But anyways, yeah, I don't know how you guys missed Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I mean, he became the barber 
because he came down and helped Piper cut off Adrian Adonis's hair at WrestleMania three. Like it's it's the stupidest thing, and it got really over. And I I don't understand why. I was never like a really big Brutus Beefcake guy. Um, it's a really dumb gimmick, really, really, really stupid gimmick. And I don't know how you guys missed it. Well, the best thing about it is the uh, the enhancement talent that would work with Bruce the Barber uh, and after he became the Barber will get a nice bonus if they let their hair get cut. <laughs> the, the biggest contribution probably of Brutus the Barber beefcake was the fact that Shawn Michaels' heel turn happened on the barber shop. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the most memorable thing probably about the character, the entire history of the character. And he got his face smushed in. But that's not so much the character as the man. Yes. Got so. his face destroyed by a... a, a what is it? Parasailing a boat accident. or something hit in the head? Well, it was by a person, but, okay. but yeah, the like, parasailing accident. But yeah, I, I was I was surprised at that omission. That's all. But you guys did good overall. Well, go back and check out those episodes. Uh, one eighteen is the worst gimmicks of the eighties. One seventeen is the worst ideas we've ever heard. Of course, one nineteen last week was the worst matches perhaps in wrestling history yeah, you, you finally got, got to talk about you, yeah you got out of match. doing it you got out of doing it mike you got <laughs> out of doing the doomsday cage which there's so much goodness there i'd love to i'd love to talk about it again this podcast it, it blows my mind i still can't wrap my head around the fact that this happened like two months before the nwo like it's it feels like a different lifetime in wcw that match compared to where that company was like six months later it's like night and like night and day we actually did sit down together to watch that match. Uh, we were going to talk about it previously on a different podcast that never really came together, but we did sit down together and yeah, actually th- watch this. I think Tarzan was supposed to stay and record longer, but he got a little shit and had to leave. <laughs> okay, he wasn't going to bring all that up. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> so, yeah, we did actually di- sit down and watch. So I did watch the match. You talked about how I got out of uh, recording that episode because I didn't want to sit down and actually watch wrestling. But, no, I had actually watched that well, that's, match that's when you're still watching wrestling <laughs> well okay <laughs> all right well uh, th- i don't know you have been working you should uh, you should be all caught up if you're you know the, you got to hold the kid while he sleeps or whatever or you know you should be all caught up on the product now well i'm all caught up on big brother that's for sure <laughs> well, good with good reason it's been a great season <laughs> are we doing a big brother podcast now uh well oh we should well, I don't think we have that kind of time we should flip the switch for a couple months here this season has been tremendous folks if you're not watching big brother 20 go back start at episode one and watch it through this has been a fantastic Fantastic season so far. Yeah, if you go, there's certain websites that you can find that have all the episodes. If you don't uh, have uh, on demand or anything like that, that's what I've been doing. I've been going visiting certain websites that have. Oh the, uh, boy, <coughs> I don't know if you should be talking about these activities on uh, open airwaves, buddy. That's probably true, but uh, <laughs> we could talk about this activity, Brian. Going to brianmalonis.com. That's yeah. an activity that you should be participating in out there. Everybody should. More people should do it. And there are T-shirts. There is T-shirts. There's the uh, Mega Malonis T-shirt. There's uh, the Mastodon Skull T-shirt. There's the um, what else we get up there? The original Malonis logo. Yes, yes, the way back one. So you, you've designed two out of three of those, and actually three of the four T-shirts on the website because we also got the Curtain Jerker WPAN T-shirt on there as well. And you can find all those at BrianMalonis.com. Yeah, I made it easy for everybody. I went out and I, I spent my hard-earned money on uh, a domain name. So you don't have to worry about going pro wrestling tea slash whatever. You can just go to BrianMalonis.com. Very easy. Well, I spent some money on getting a different website for the two of us for this podcast. That is the WPAN.com, the WPAN.com. 
we are we measuring dicks right now on uh, purchases <laughs> for the podcast? Could we talk about a certain oh, mix boy. there? No, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's stay away from that. Uh, go over to the website. Did you hear? Did you hear the quality of that audio last week? Though it was pretty nice. Yeah, it was. I mean. Stellar. You better step up your game. Hey, hey, just talk about, <laughs> we just talked about Crackpot Podcast. Don't yeah. bury my shit. <laughs> Jesus. I'm just saying maybe you should get a couple tips from uh, Joe. I do. Joe is uh, very good in the audio department, and uh, he's a good resource. <laughs> With that business, you're lucky you can pay your rent. <laughs> All right. Go to the website, the WPAN.com. Check out our bios, our uh, pictures and such. Nudes. No. <laughs> No nudes. Send uh, nudes. <laughs> send nudes, please. Can we, put a, yeah, can we put up a link there? Send nudes? No. Uh, I, oh, I'm, I'm afraid of what we'd get. <laughs> there is a link there. There's a link to the Putting Over Podcasts Facebook group. Go check out that if you're a fan of pro wrestling podcasts. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure you are. Go on to Facebook. Put in the search bar, Putting Over Podcasts. Join us over there. We're discussing all wrestling podcasts over there. So be sure to join us. And there is a lot that we've missed since we've been together, pal. I've missed you. Hmm. Oh, thanks. Okay. And <laughs> I miss talking wrestling. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on out there. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff. We haven't discussed together. I know. Well, I'm sure you got a list. Well, uh, what's the status on All In? <laughs> I, got, I always get All In on the list. Just As far the, as what? Just as, uh, you know, we, we in? No, you know you should know this. You've retweeted stuff of where I will be that weekend. Wait, you're gonna be somewhere that weekend? Yes, I'm all out, baby. Uh, I'm all out, but I'm all in on Shikara's King of Trios. Oh, that's the same weekend? Yes, Labor Day weekend. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. The Kingpin. That that was uh, that was a shock. I'll tell you that much. That was <laughs> a shock to see Brian Malonis going to Chikara because it didn't seem like a place where no offense, where Brian Malone would be welcome. It's the king of trios, though. I'm representing Beyond Wrestling. May or may not be replacing somebody who may or may not be going a certain place. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that That's on, this, on this list here as well. But uh, yeah, you're representing Beyond Wrestling at Chikara, and that is in, is that in Philadelphia? Uh, Easton, Pennsylvania. Oh, Eastern Pennsylvania. Yeah. So how'd this all come about? Well, you got a call last minute? Not last minute, but yeah, um, uh, Denver, Colorado, Drew Cordero, the uh, owner of Beyond, called me up, asked me if I'd be interested in being a part of the team and and, uh, if I was available, and I said, yeah, absolutely, jumped at the opportunity and came about that way, Uh, you know, happy to, excited to be part of it, I mean, the King of Trios is, you know, probably one of the most well-known and, um, you know. Biggest thing in Chikara's calendar. Yeah. for sure. Uh, very cool to be, a, you know, all, all these little kind of like events, like not little, but all these events like that, you know, uh, or be to take be able to take part in things like that or the Super Eight, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> like you know, those are those are these are things that have been long running and people remember and talk about. So, uh, good opportunity to you know to stand out and hey, represent one of my uh, one of my core promotions beyond wrestling. So pretty exciting. So who else are you seeing in the uh, tournament in terms of other six-man tag teams, other talents that you'd like to work with in Chikara? I, I mean, re- I, I want to work. I want to wrestle the the Nexus group. But uh, you know, old friend yes. uh, Darren Young, Fred Sampson is uh, on that team. So I think it'd be pretty cool to uh, to reconnect with Fred and maybe rekindle some of the old magic we used to have. The old, some of the magic. <laughs> I just remember uh, him throwing you up on his shoulder. 
a massive, very strong young kid at that time. And uh, just, he's just manhandled. Yes. Me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that would definitely be off the, off the top of my head without looking at the list of teams. That would be the one that, uh, that really sticks out to me. I'm sure there's others if I look through the list. So uh, speaking of big moments, big things going on, you mentioned it last week, but let's talk about it a little more. Madison Square Garden, WrestleMania weekend next year, 2019. Ring of Honor is in. It is signed, sealed, and delivered. We haven't been on the podcast together since that news came out. Ring of Honor in MSG. You're all out, but are you going to be <laughs> all in on Madison Square Garden, the debut of Ring of Honor in that hallowed venue? I sure hope so. Um, you know, I think things are going well at Ring of Honor. I, you know, I, I don't foresee myself <laughs> not being there but um uh yeah i mean i'm uh, jesus that's the goal right i mean that's probably a goal that i had given up on uh msg i never even thought it would be a possibility at this point and yeah it's right there it's at my fingertips um so man like if i get to wrestle in madison square garden buddy i don't know i might be done the podcast might be done wrestling might just uh, hang it all up <laughs> just that, <laughs> that night just be like sayonara folks it doesn't get any better than than wrestling in the garden. So, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, that's my goal. Um, I mean, I saw you here eating fruit, and you had some grilled chicken today. <laughs> Are you thinking MSG, MSG, with every uh, bite you take there? Uh, the only MSG I've probably been thinking about lately is the, the, the <laughs> Chinese, Chinese food. food. Yeah, <laughs> no. Gotcha. no, no. But, uh, I mean, it is. It's it's the goal. It's, it's the goal to make sure that... Uh, you know, me and the bruiser or do whatever we can to, you know, to be a part of that event and hopefully an important part of it. Uh, hopefully we can get a little more established as far as uh, the tag team ranks and Ring of Honor go. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we're along for the ride at that point. I did see you putting something out there, you and the bruiser putting something out there that you're accepting bookings as a tag team, correct? We are, yeah. We're hopefully finalizing some uh, some things soon. We've had some talks uh, perhaps internationally. Whoa! Yeah, so uh, things cooking a little bit, buddy. That's excellent. Yeah, maybe maybe the kingpin, uh, the old kingpin will get over to Europe in 2019. That would be awesome. We can talk off air about specifics. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe coming soon to the uh, highways and byways or the airways, yeah. I guess it would be <laughs> in that case. Cross Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's great to hear. Good things coming up, it sounds like. Chris, for Cross, Chris, Chris crossing this great planet of ours. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about WWE evolution it was announced the all women's pay-per-view event coming in october there was originally a pay-per-view in october in boston but they took that off the calendar that is now a house show so now uh bruce pritchard and conrad have a little egg on their face there because they booked a venue to do a a big event there and it is not a pay-per-view anymore they usually try to piggyback on a pay-per-view event it's okay it didn't dissuade me from buying tickets i, I guess it didn't, <laughs> uh, oh my god what a mesark we should we should do a live show we draw <laughs> at least four people <laughs> oh plenty more than that come on now uh so evolution is happening later that month in october how do you feel about this just thankful that Stephanie McMahon created women's <laughs> pro wrestling. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I think I think it's cool. I think it's a big step. Obviously, um, I mean, they just they have the 205 Live brand. I don't understand why they just don't give the women their own show at this point. They have a platform to display it on. You know, they have you know the WWE Network and 
you know, you can still feature the women on on the television shows as well, but to be able to feature with the, with the amount of women talent that they have right now, there's not enough time to feature it all because it it on the other shows it's not the main attraction. Still, it still feels like an accoutrement, if you, if you right. will. Um, you know, it feels like some sort of special a special sideshow attraction type of thing. Um, where the 205 Live, has that completely separated? That is no longer featured on Raw? Right, it's not featured on Raw yeah. at all anymore. It's like its own thing. And I'm not saying do that with the woman, because I think they're still a very important part of of Raw and SmackDown. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know why there's not a full-time weekly woman's show on on the WWE network it, it it baffles me actually well they have total divas reruns <laughs> is that is that all done now is it like miz has a show now or something well i think that's still going it's still going strong you total yeah. divas you total bellas and then you have your miz and missus oh boy <laughs> mike mel's gonna be a very busy man <laughs> sure is <laughs> but i think it's a great i think it's a great thing i think you know i mean lord knows they're gonna pat themselves on the back for it all, even though there's been all women's promotions and shows out there that didn't quite have the same, you know, platform that WWE has. I mean, Ring of Honor has done all Women of Honor episodes of the of their TV show before, but they they just don't pat themselves on the back for it constantly. <laughs> you know, WWE is gonna just like every time they've done something this this historic and I don't I mean that that stuff to me it seems a little over the top and silly. They kind of congratulating yourselves on on doing what they they're doing now because <laughs> I, I don't know it seems a little disingenuous considering where they came from you know women barking like dogs and bra and panties matches and shit like that and and to me this is this is all them just kind of sort of caving to <laughs> probably a society that's become more progressive and stuff like that wouldn't fly today and i think a lot you know so i it's a good thing but i i the self-congratulatory uh, nature of it is a little nauseating to me. Well, yeah, the, the funny thing is the thing that really gave them the confidence to say, okay, we can put women at the forefront was Ronda Rousey headlining UFC pay-per-views. That's where they finally said, okay, it looks like you know the most pay-per-view buys is from these matches with Ronda Rousey in the main events. So I think that's what gave them the confidence to go uh, full bore with the divas revolution or the women's evolution or whatever they're calling it now but i think that's where it came from and ironically enough now ronda rousey a part of the wwe roster and probably part of the reason that they decided now let's go full bore with a all women's pay-per-view yeah i mean now also too they hired women's professional wrestlers rather than models and you know people who they were just there for to walk around half naked <laughs> you know like i mean uh, they, they've actually they actually hire women who want to be professional wrestlers not women who don't want to be professional wrestlers and we tell me we talked about one of the matches last week with trish and jackie um gata right? yes yeah jackie gata and they had no business being there on that match and trish worked very hard and ultimately became a very good women's wrestler but at that point it was just the whole TNA concept, not TNA, like T and A. Yeah. You know? The whole wrestling Twitter, I mean, I have this later on my list, but what's your take on the absolute venom for people like Alexa Bliss and Carmella? Uh, I don't know if you've seen this on no. Twitter. Just Completely the, unaware of it. Really? Yeah. Just the, uh, they are 
pretty and blonde, and that is why they're in the push positions. That is why they are the champions of the brands. Uh, it's and you get someone like Sasha Banks or you know people of that ilk that uh, they're not the featured players because they're not the pretty blondes. It's well, uh, completely. It's, it's the dumbest thing I've heard. <laughs> Sa- <laughs> Sasha was very heavily featured. <laughs> like that's the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard. I mean, I think about the WrestleMania in Texas there when it was the triple threat with her, Becky, and um, Charlotte. Charlotte, and their and their faces are on the the banners. Yeah, there. the big jo- the side of the stadium, yeah. like their faces were like you know twenty feet tall. Uh, or the WrestleMania after that was a four way that had Bailey and Sasha and Nia Jax and Charlotte, who you wouldn't cons- any consider. Any, I mean, Charlotte's blonde, but certainly not in that cookie cutter nature that I think they're kind of talking about. So like, I, I I don't get it. I mean, Sasha was and Charlotte main evented a pay per view. The first woman to main event a pay per view. It's complete and utter nonsense, and if you're saying that, you're pretty friggin' stupid, and you should probably delete your Twitter, stop watching wrestling, and really exclude yourself from the rest of society. Well, good for you for not getting in the weeds of that uh, <laughs> wrestling Twitter stuff like I tend to do, it seems oh, like. God, it's just... It's endless. Are you kidding me? Endless. Like, are, you, are they not watching? I mean... I mean, Alexa Bliss especially, I think, is such an outstanding performer. Like, she can wrestle. Her character is on point. She's probably the most interesting character like i mean you want to see her get her ass kicked that, that i think this is and this we can probably try to we probably can go to a larger larger problem i think with with the internet and wrestling today and that's wrestling fans get pissed off and can't seem to grasp that that's the point. Yes. Like, <laughs> you're getting worked, dummy. You're supposed <laughs> to feel angry. You're not supposed to like Alexa Bliss and Carmella. Alexa Bliss is a bully. She, I mean, she fat shames Nia Jax like she's an asshole. You're supposed to hate her. This whole concept of like, well, they're a heel, but I like them because they're a really good wrestler. Like, shut up, dummy. <laughs> like, it's about characters and it's about, you know, you're not supposed to like Carmella because she's a cheat and she she uses this poor fool, James Ellsworth, you know, uh, to help her get whatever she needs. Like, that's when, like, the, the first woman's money in the bank match and he helped win and everybody exploded angry oh the first women's match to have a man it's like no it's supposed to get heat it's supposed to that exactly you're supposed to be furious about this right now but then now wwe or whoever has to you know ring of honor whoever they have to apologize for like drawing real heat now and make good on smackdown the following tuesday so stupid god so the other wrestling you got me angry over that okay well (laughs) let's keep going then the other wrestling twitter thing the big Everyone just still about the Brock Lesnar thing. We've talked about this before, but have you? Has your opinion changed at all that this Brock Lesnar thing is still going on? That he that he doesn't wrestle very often at all. Have you wavered at all in your opinion that uh, Brock Lesnar uh, this isn't going well? Yeah, I think it's crossed a certain threshold now at this point. Yeah, um, and I, I mean I don't know if that, that's the point of it. Or not? You're supposed to be mad about this. You, Brian. you very well <laughs> may, but I, I mean, you'd, you'd like to see your champ. I mean, I, I, I like the whole infrequentness of seeing him wrestle, mm-hmm. but he just disappears, and there's no mention of him. I feel like sometimes for months on end. Yeah, they used um, to try to explain it with like you know suspensions or whatnot, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just disappears. The points. 
Yeah, yeah, and the, you know, so I, I'd like to see him a little more frequently, but I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, hey, I feel like it's working a little bit for Roman Reigns. I did see, I did see some nonsense on him with people, the fans. You know, the whole somebody made up a story about uh, WWE paying fans. Yes, <laughs> yes. Where you read it for like ten seconds, and you know, no, this isn't true. It's, How it's, did this spread at all? There's no validity to this whatsoever. Because people are stupid. And it's so easy to retweet and share, and just like you don't actually have to do any research. It's right. like it's the same thing that happens in television shows and politics and all this. Nobody actually does any research. Most people don't even read the articles or anything that they're sharing. They just share away and and feign outrage over it. Yeah. The if you didn't see this, the whole thing was that. WWE production, Kevin Dunn or whoever is paying fans to cheer Roman Reigns, which I guess he started to get some cheers at the end of Raw, from what I understand, yeah. this past Monday. Hey, I, I bet I bet Julian Starr, his girlfriend Susanna, and, and our friend Ray are all, all believing it. So <laughs> <laughs> They're a little gullible there? <laughs> Just piling on from the uh, the WrestleMania uh, conflict we had what, that I had with them. Uh, just the, their them being just the uh, the uh, worst of the internet type of fan when it comes to Roman Reigns. Oh, Julian. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, talked about the WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. How about the new NXT Champion Tommaso Ciampa? Yeah. Can you believe that? it? It's it's surreal. Um, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, I've talked to him <laughs> about it. and, and uh, Excuse me. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. take my calls. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we had a nice little little chat over it, uh, the good little group chat we had over it of our group. Or that it all started the together. The core chaotic guys. Yeah. Uh, pretty special. Yeah. Um, to have been part of his journey since since day one, to still be good friends to this day, and just uh, may have welled up a little bit when I when I read it, thinking about uh, all he's been through, and uh, just in just incredible. Um, and uh, I hope it keeps rolling for him. I hope I hope he when it's time for him to go to the main roster, I hope he's the exception to what seems to be the rule lately with uh, NXT champions moving up to the main roster. I just hope he becomes. Uh, big enough and invaluable enough that we can release that podcast we did with him and he will sh- <laughs> <laughs> he won't have to deal with any repercussions. We could probably do that right now, I would assume. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do that to him, but oh, okay. <laughs> we probably could. <laughs> probably. It's in the archives. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't get any heat for it at this point. There may be a couple things in there that I don't want that I don't want heard on our airwaves at this point, though. Really? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it offline. Oh, I see. I think I'm really... <laughs> Think about that. So you mentioned, let's move on. You mentioned uh, Chikara. You're doing the King of Trios. Were you referencing Matt Riddle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Matt Riddle, perhaps, we're hearing there's rumors, rumor innuendo, if yeah. you will, that he is signed to WWE. And uh, he I saw, is. I saw Matt Riddle this past weekend. We had a long talk, actually. Really? Yeah. You get him on the podcast? Is he <laughs> eligible still? Yes, he's eligible still. All right. Well, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> I know he's big with the uh, the guys on Rant with Ant. I don't know if he can branch out to the wrestling podcast about nothing. I but don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure he would find time if uh, if I asked him to. Uh, you know, I, I didn't. I guess I didn't even think of it because he just was recently on a bunch of different podcasts. But uh, yeah, no, he's. Um, I mean, he's going somewhere. Um, I think he even put that out there on his 
on his social media that he's going somewhere and that he's had talks with uh you know a couple different places new japan and wwe so um either way his stint on the indies is coming to an end it looks like people who haven't seen matt riddle he's a former ufc guy he's been in the indies for a couple years now what can they expect if they were to see him on a bigger platform soon well i mean one his athleticism is off the charts he's a big guy he's you know he's um he's probably six two six three he's probably 220 pounds somewhere around there so he's a bigger guy just outstanding athleticism the scary part about him is how good he is already and he's only like three years into his wrestling career um so he's very he's very maybe four at this point but he's still very young in his in his pro wrestling career so uh so much longer to go but he just has like this magnetic kind of charisma about him that you just gravitate towards him and you know he's got that whole laid back thing going on kind of like the whole bro thing he has kind of going on um not what, like what, not like winston and brett and big brother <laughs> no okay. no um i mean it really is him it's just kind of the way he is but he just has he has like a magnetic personality he, he's very just naturally charismatic even when um you're just t- you know meeting him and he's not the cameras aren't on like he just has like a magnetic charisma about him so i think he's gonna go there and do and do extremely well another thing that i've seen out there online i mean you got matt riddle going there what do you think about this notion that wwe is hoarding talent taking talent anywhere they can from any other promotion and i mean not perhaps using them in the best way but just so they can have them so others can't does this make sense to you is this uh something that's yeah valid makes a lot of sense to me like yeah i mean I, i don't know if they're can I tell you with any certainty they're having these meetings? I I, I don't know. Um, but I, I think that they can afford anybody they want, and they'll continue to just sign a million guys. I think they're going to sign even more guys coming up. It's like, where uh, are they going to put them all? Well, I, that's that doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, they... They have the money just to hold them and just have them in reserve. The, you know, whoever it is in reserve. Um, if you believe some of the rumors out there, NXT might be going to a to a network as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, I mean, they got the network. They got ten million things. They got this UK brand now. They can send people over there and you know have people live over there and be on, be a part of that brand. Like and and I do. I think they will just keep signing people. Do I think they feel threatened or anything like that? No, I'm guessing with like the Ring of Honor MSG thing, they're probably more spiteful than threatened by it. I mean, they they just have so much money. I mean, who I mean, who the hell could compete with them? Who'd be willing to compete with them? Um, you know, the parent company of Ring of Honor could financially compete with them. They could financially probably purchase them. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. Sinclair is a Sinclair Broadcasting is an enormous. Uh, media conglomerate but there's nobody's of any threat to wwe as far as like putting them out of business or anything like that so um i don't think they're i don't want to i'll stop short of saying they're doing it to like just keep them away from other people i think it's more of an internal like we need to have as many guys as possible because this is you know i guess it's almost like a if you look at it like from a baseball sense or whatever you you have a farm system, and NXT really isn't a farm system anymore. I feel like it's especially the TV product. There's such a wide variety of yeah. guys that are two months in to guys that are twelve years in. But I mean, guys get hurt. I mean, you you need to have bodies, and this is wrestling is something where careers are short lived. 
your next match could be your last match, and and I, I think for them, if they have the money, they have. I mean, they have all the money in the world. They can do whatever they want, and they'll they'll continue to sign people even if they don't have a, a place for them right away. Someone who won't be probably a part of the roster. Someone who will have to be plugged in to this guy's spot, if you will, maybe, is Kane, who is the mayor now of Knox County, Tennessee. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. Huh. Well, hellfire and brimstone comes to comes. <laughs> well, freaking, I mentioned that. <laughs> do, do you think? Do you think on the, you think on the news when they when they when they're looking at the vote totals and they're projecting the winner? Do you think the guy was like, "That's gotta be Kane"? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they did. Well, probably only in like a place like you know the southern United States could. Uh, well, that's not true because up in Minnesota too, they're they're kind of hick there though too when they elected <laughs> uh, Jesse Ventura. So. I don't know. He must have had a good message. I didn't really follow the campaign closely, but right. you know, he hoped for that community. He does a good job. Congratulations to our friend Glenn, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I'm sure I've shook his hand somewhere along the way yeah. on the countless times I've gone <laughs> to TV. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, we want your feedback, folks. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts and our discussion about everything going on in the world of wrestling. Use the hashtag WPAN. The best way, though, to talk back to us is use that voicemail line, 401 401- 584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Call right now before you forget. Become a part of the wrestling podcast about nothing. One more time. 401-584-9726. And Mike Mills, he was here a couple weeks ago, and he's doing his podcast twice a week. It's called Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, alongside Doc Turner and Hardbody Harper. Check them out on MikeMills.Podbean.com or or wherever you get your podcasts, they're talking Smokey Mountain Wrestling. They're talking World Championship Wrestling, the old Saturday Night 605 show. All over there on the old Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast feed. And our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. You heard Joe Morata and Michael Quinn last week on these very airwaves. Keep supporting them. Go check out our vantage point. OVPpodcast.com is where you can find out more about one of our favorite wrestling podcasts retro wrestling podcasts on the entire planet let's just say and of course another favorite of ours greetings from allentown with pw peter winson one single episode of wrestling television each week he goes uh takes a deep deep dive into uh everything surrounding that episode it is a great look inside the mind of one peter winson greetings from allentown and the rundown wrestling podcast with jason stewart adam salzer all the rest over there stuff going on all the time on that feed so make sure to subscribe to the rundown wrestling podcast feed all right we haven't gotten into well we got into some negativity but get a little more personal negativity uh, let's talk about some of the worst days we personally or maybe someone we know have had in the <laughs> wrestling business. Uh, this will be known as the Friend of Fame Memorial episode. I think so. <laughs> so you had something that you wanted to talk about here. Taking the uh, summer of negativity and running with that a little more here. Did you want to just get right into the, uh, my, my friend who uh, yes. <laughs> almost single-handedly in, in, in once, uh, over the course of a summer took down chaotic wrestling? Yes, I do. <laughs> Please begin. So I had this friend. Uh, we'll, we'll call him a friend. He was a friend for a long time. Um, I've since lost touch with him. But he was, uh, it's funny. I met him in like seventh grade. And he was a big, I became friends with him because he was 
big wrestling fan, and he sort of latched himself on to me right. for, for a lot of years after that and started coming around. Well, ironically, it was his mom who helped me get into wrestling because she helped uh, my friend Cleon who uh, so I started going to like wrestling schools and wrestling shows with she helped him get in and then she lent me the money to get into pro wrestling go to pro wrestling school um so he would come around and he and and he wasn't going to be a wrestler he had no athletic ability no charisma (laughs) (laughs) not the best looking fella Uh (laughs) he wanted to be a part of it though he just desperately wanted to be a part of it and so he started doing um the ring crew he started just helping out um doing ring crew running cameras during shows um, kind of whatever, you know, whatever. The, the one thing I will say about about this fella is he, you know, he's a type, like, he'll just, you know, he'll just do whatever he's asked. Like, whatever stupid grunt job, you know, he would just do it. And <laughs> he was somebody that, that did a lot for the promotion. That's a good uh, person to have around when you're running a wrestling company. Yeah, because he he's passionate. He loves wrestling. And he, he loved to feel needed, I, I guess. Yeah. And it, it gave him that sort of outlet and it let him be evol- involved. And so it kind of evolved to him being the guy who drove the truck for Chaotic Wrestling. The ring truck. Yeah. And he would pick it up. And we, he was my roommate at the time. He'd pick it up. He'd park it at our apartment complex. And, you know, then he'd drive it down. Like, I mean, he, he was there sometimes, you know, uh, he'd be there for ring crew and I wouldn't be. It's <laughs> well, not very much of a surprise. <laughs> Shut up. I did <laughs> lots of ring crews. Uh-huh. um so he did this for a number of years very very well uh not any issues always on time always early like did a great job um so we ran this show and i think we've talked about it before in a couple different from a couple different uh lights but we did this show at uh you know um jamie jimikowski the old owner of chaotic wrestling also owned uh or was the president his parents own it but he's the president of uh, company that we worked for for a long time. Dildo Factory. <laughs> yes. And as part of like their sales conference weekend, uh, all the husbands of these sales agents would come and he, they'd put on an event for them. We put on a wrestling event for them. Yeah. And <laughs> so we had to get, you know, they had to get the the truck there. I, the only thing I don't remember, and you can clarify this part of the story, was it before or after the show that this happened? Wow, it seems like I think it was before. I think it was before. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we had offloaded and then he was going to like park the truck if i if i remember it correctly sure anyway inconsequential detail of it he's driving he's driving the ring the ring truck and so you know thinking about what a hotel looks like there they have kind of like the two ways around the front of hotels you can either go like you know usually usually it's like to the left and there's you know, there's nothing there. There's no overhang or anything like that. It's, it's like just, a big circle in front yeah. of the uh, door. Yeah, and then the other way is has the awning, and that's meant for people to park their car while they're checking in, offload their luggage in case there's any weather or anything like that. So uh, this friend of <laughs> this friend of uh, mine driving the truck could have gone one of two ways with this, and this is a big like 18 foot uh, rider truck, which are even a little higher, I think, than than U-Hauls. like U hauls. And for some inexplicable reason, he decides to try to go under the awning at the front of the hotel, and he peeled the top of that truck off like it was a fucking can being opened, <laughs> <laughs> and and the process ruined their ruined their awning. Yeah, uh, broke 
<laughs> broke that. Jamie, Jamie listens to this. He's gonna, he's gonna inevitably tweet at us. Still not funny because um, <laughs> it did result in him probably writing a substantial check. Yes. Um, still don't know what he was thinking, but yeah, ruin the truck, <laughs> ruin the awning. Didn't ruin the free show. <laughs> I think it was Kofi uh, who was the first one to kind of run into. Uh, run into Jamie and kind of was like, yeah, I don't know if you want to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember that, yeah. And then I just remember him, Him. I think we talked about this maybe on the Chase episode, uh, but he was uh, he was a smoker and he, he's lighting, he's looking very stressed and he's shaking and he lights up a cigarette. I think it was Brian Logan who yep. goes, most deserved cigarette ever. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't that one, buddy. Um, Ugh. So that was uh, we'll call that strike one. Amazingly, well, amazing. there's more. Yeah, amazingly though, that wasn't uh, the finish of, and that's because driving the truck was probably the worst duty of of ring crew. Nobody really wanted to do it. There's actually four stories we can talk into, really? talk about here, and I th- I think I I, I think. Yeah, because I, I think I think they all happen very quickly. Uh, we used to also rent the ring out to Doctor Hersey for shows in, in Western Massachusetts, so we. And he, he, Jeremy, well, his name's Jeremy. I, okay. I, I mean, nobody's gonna know him. Doesn't matter. His name's Jeremy. Um, so he would drive the truck out there, and then uh, on the way back, we'd always stop for food. He'd never have any money. <laughs> so he, do you remember this one? He, we stop for food. We're all eating, and and he orders, and we're all talking, and then it comes time to divvy up the bill. We'd stop at that Uno's, who inevitably yeah. they were probably pissing in our food because we'd show up ten minutes before before they. Kitchen closed with like fifteen people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, divvying up the checks. And he just all of a sudden bursts out, "Ah, oh, Brian's got me." And I was like, "And these are the days, like you know, I'm I'm probably making ten or eleven bucks an hour, and then maybe I'm making twenty or thirty bucks to wrestle." Like, so it's like, I do. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, so so friends uh, of four, yeah. So uh, so then uh, you know so. We we're talking about an orange mass, which from the wrestling school was a couple of hours, a couple solid hours. We've eaten after yes, the, the show. Yes, the town is named Orange. <laughs> yes, and then do you remember? Like oh, we're waiting for him, yep. and we're waiting for him, yep. and we're waiting for him, and we're waiting for him. It's like, wow, what the hell happened? Like um, everyone's like lying down in the ring, like trying to get a nap yeah. in while they're waiting for this truck to show up. Yeah. So uh, this fool <laughs> <laughs> somehow missed. You know, not only, he missed the 495 exit to meet us back at the school, but then somehow ended up in Boston, <laughs> got lost in Boston, and then had to find his way back to North Andover. And this is the this is this is in the days we're still before smartphones at this point. So not everybody you don't you don't just have the GPS on your. We'd print out MapQuest. Yeah, that was the yeah. Thing these the are still the MapQuest days. So like he had to like kind of find his way back to you know to north andover somewhere he finally got there it was like three in the morning or something crazy like that yeah we were all like falling asleep sleeping on the crash pads in the ring on the couches um so then shortly after that (laughs) (laughs) um we're all at the lowell pav and uh Truck's not here. What do you mean the truck's not here? I don't know. The truck's not here. At five o'clock, you know, yeah. usually the truck. There's yeah, and Jeremy was always early out. too. Jeremy yeah. was always very early with the truck. And I remember um, uh, Hanson, Warbeard Hanson, wrestling this this horrible student we had on the floor of the Lowell PAV, uh, just destroying his body for some inexplicable reason. 
He's just wrestling like while they're waiting. Yeah, you don't remember this? He's wrestling no. Aerie, that kid Aries. He's like bumping on the floor and stuff. <laughs> Hanson was? Yes. Oh, Jesus, Todd. <laughs> Come but on, yeah. Todd. So we're 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 waiting, we're waiting. Nobody can get in touch with Jeremy. Nobody. So I'm thinking like, oh my God. Like I'm thinking something happened to him. Think, yeah. so I'm thinking the worst now, because he lives with me and like I talked to him earlier in that day. Nope, turns out all he works third shift, forgot to set his alarm overslept and we had to do ring crew with like the fans watching us because the truck got there and we do we had delayed doors opening and um and you think that's it you think like yeah, this okay. is it this Moving is it on. This we can't we can't have this guy do this do this anymore but because nobody really wants to drive the truck we'll still give him another chance uh so again so was a strike this so is that was strike three yeah we're still going this is this is like all over the course of like one summer and and then rough year for our friends <laughs> yeah so a Apparently, it turns out uh, Jeremy had um, like an outstanding warrant. I think over like some unpaid like speeding tickets. Not with the truck, obviously. No, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't uh, rushing that truck at all. No. Um, so he had gotten um, pulled over driving his car somewhere earlier in the day, and uh, for some reason had the truck key on him. I think this led to a rule of the truck key being left like at the school or something. He had the truck key on him, and he got pulled over, and they saw he had a warrant out for his arrest, and he got arrested <laughs> with the keys on him. Um, but first, I'd, at first, we didn't know he had the keys on him because I'd only been in contact with his mom. I hadn't been able to be because he called his mom on his one on his one phone call. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so I, I didn't know. So I went back to my apartment, and now I'm having to search like the house for the keys, whatever. Um, and we kind of realized, oh shit, he has the keys. So I'm with I'm with uh, our good friend Psycho, yes, Catholic Wrestling Hall of Famer Psycho. Uh, <laughs> we have to go to the Manchester, New Hampshire Police Department now. So, all right, so you go there and you get the key, and everything's good. not so much. What? No, so one they they're giving us a hard time because we're not relatives or anything like that, and we're really having to explain the story to them to even for them to tell us that oh yeah no he's not at this jail right now he's been transferred to concord new hampshire which is like 30 minutes so shows in lowell <laughs> i live in manchester he was arrested in manchester Man- manchester is what 40 minutes or so north of lowell yeah okay and then now concord is 30 minutes north of manchester so now me and psycho have to go up to and by the way psycho has like bright red hair we're going into police stations trying to convince them that we need personal belongings of of somebody who they arrested um and so we have to go now to the concord jail to and then start the whole process over again of like having to explain to them i want to say like we had to get jamie like jamie had to call or or like there was some crazy thing or like we had to get like have docu we i think we had to have the documentation of like the truck you know rental under like the chaotic wrestling name and they finally gave us the damn key um the key the truck was at my house in manchester so now we gotta drive 30 minutes back to manchester uh i don't i I don't even remember at this point probably was i think it was psycho that's why he came with me who drove the truck now from manchester to lowell and oh by the way not only do we have to do ring crew but i still have to wrestle that night too after that whole after that whole ordeal so finally after strike four uh he was not fired though oh he stopped, reassigned. He, no, he stopped coming out of embarrassment. <laughs> so, <laughs> but after years of service, he had one summer where it just all fell apart. 
Yeah, it went from worst day to worst summer. Yeah. Well, so. that was that was the worst day for you though, when you had to chase him around, <laughs> go to various, different police stations, various jails <laughs> around New Hampshire. How's that for negativity? That's that might be the true summer of negativity. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Almost put a company out of business single-handedly. All right. Well, let me tell you quick about my worst day, and the fact is, it's not particularly wrestling related, though there are wrestling people involved, so I guess that qualifies it let's just say i was uh manchester new hampshire i went to manchester new hampshire common theme yeah oh i know this story (laughs) (laughs) i was hanging out uh we went to a a bar it was myself it was alex arion a past guest on this podcast it was tarzan taylor uh, you know a famous guest of the wrestling podcast about nothing it was nikki rocks who also known as Roxy and Roxy Laveau in TNA and Impact Wrestling. She was there as well. We were all hanging out, uh, went to the bar. I was the, well, I wasn't necessarily the designated driver, but I was the one that was sober enough to drive. Did you just admit to Dewey? <laughs> no, no, I did not. No, I did not. But, uh, you know, we went to this bar. I think it's called Strange Brew. I've been there before. In Manchester. Great hamburgers. Yeah, well, I don't know if I had a hamburger. I think it was a liquid uh, dinner, if you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, the lights went up. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. So we went to uh, Nikki Rox's apartment at the time, and we got there safely, and we decided the party's not over. I mean, we're we're going to keep on having fun. Well, I was going to keep on having fun. Nikki and Alex were going to keep on having fun. Tarzan, though. He wasn't going to keep having fun. He was going to vomit all over the place because on our way back to Nick Rox's house, he opened the door and vomited out onto the street. He was in my passenger seat, and uh, I think I was still scraping off uh, little bits of strange brew burger from the side of my door uh, months after the fact but tarzan was worse for wear he was not doing well so as soon as he got back he went into the house and he took a position on the floor hugging the toilet (laughs) so that's what tarzan was doing and while that was happening uh we decided uh you know i i drove my car was there parked on the street I decided we're going to keep this party going, so I I had my 90s CD. I love my 90s music, so I cranked that up, and we were dancing in the street because that's what you do in Manchester, New Hampshire. We were dancing, and we were having fun, making a ruckus, I guess, just enjoying it. It was a, a you know, not an abandoned street, but it was a quiet street. Nothing was really going on. It wasn't, you know, no traffic flow going by. So we were just in the street dancing. I remember the song Return of the Mac was a song. Me and Nikki were dancing to Return of the Mac. We were having a good time. I think Alex went in to check on Tarzan at the time. And then I said, oh, oh man, Tarzan is in rough shape. I'm going to go, let's go check on Tarzan Taylor. So we went in, checked on Tarzan. Car was still on. Car was still playing music. Oh, Tarzan, you're having a rough time. Sorry, pal. Give him a little rub on the back, a tap on the head. You'll get through this, pal. All right, let's go back outside and keep on enjoying and having fun. I walk out the front door and... I see my car in the distance turning a corner. <laughs> this is something out of like a movie. Like, 
my car was stolen, ladies and gentlemen. So allow me. So did it sound? Did it sound sort of like this? My car is gone. <laughs> my car is gone. Essentially, yes. <laughs> I mean. Of course, the door was wide open. The keys were in the car because, you know, I had to have the music playing. So it wasn't much, uh, not a lot of uh, wrangling had to be done. There was no, uh, you know, coat hanger involved to get the car open. It was wide open. It was <laughs> ripe for the picking, as they say. I'm not sure if it was uh, the next door neighbors who perhaps were a little perturbed with, uh, you know, Diddy by Paperboy blasting uh, through the streets of Manchester at 2 in the morning. I'm not sure if that probably prompted them to come out and uh, see what was going on and doing something with my car. But I remember seeing that car just pulling away, turn the corner. I ran after it. <laughs> ran, ran, ran uh, as fast as uh, my little feet could take me. But it... Uh, was not meant to be. I ran back into the house where Alex was still with um, Tarzan. I almost reached into Alex's pocket, uh, you know, did a little uh, pocket pool there to get <laughs> his keys, saying, Alex, give me your keys, give me your keys. I got to go drive and try to track this guy who's taking my car. My car is gone. He stole my car. So I, uh, Alex said, no, no, wait, calm down, calm down, calm down. So uh, I didn't know what to do. My car is gone. I am flabbergasted. <laughs> Your life is crumbling very, very high. Right before my eyes. Uh, I called the police. I, I didn't even know what to say. Like, my car was taken. I'm, I'm guessing you didn't want to say, hey, I drove here drunk, and we were partying, no, so I, listening, I, to, I, listening to music, and, and I walked inside because I was drunk and forgot no, I had left my car on. drunk. <laughs> I was not drunk. And so, yeah, this, this was... Uh, this is a scene, man. Um, <laughs> so the saddest part, the saddest part was I called the cops. They said, you know, let us know. Uh, we uh, we'll keep an eye out. You know, uh, let us know if anything changes, if something happens. But you know, they didn't really leave me with a lot of confidence. So um, the saddest part was going into the house, into the apartment, sleeping on the floor. Uh, well. I wasn't really sleeping, just sitting there thinking weeping, in my head. Not sleeping so much as weeping. <laughs> all, just thinking about all the calls I would have to make the next morning to insurance and uh, various people and things to figure out what to do. How am I going to get home now? So it was a sleepless night, to say the least. So the next morning, I am... Uh, Someone graciously offers me a ride back to my apartment. I think I was living in Haverhill at the time. So I'm driving along. I'm in the back seat. My head pressed up against the window, <laughs> just dejected, demoralized, uh, whatever other D words, just uh, not feeling good about myself, not feeling good about the situation. Uh, it's probably like two or three blocks from where Nikki lived. And I, we're driving along. There's a big open parking lot, and my eyes catch something. Ooh, wait a second. That's my friggin' car. <laughs> That's my car. So we turn around. We go to the parking lot. My car is there. Oh, my XM radio at the time was taken. I think I got it for free. Our good friend Mucko uh, gifted that to me. 
Uh, so it was a freebie, so uh, and I didn't lose anything there. A book bag in the trunk, I think, was taken, which had nothing of consequence. I think it had some bills in it, so I think I had to go and like change, uh, you know, get uh, cancel credit cards and stuff like that to make sure that they didn't, uh, you know, try to do anything on me uh, in that way. But my car, besides that, was perfectly okay. Um, I Is it still running, or did they they shut it off? At no, least? they shut it off. Um, yeah, the keys were there, and it was just, I literally, I let out a squeal of glee <laughs> at 7 or 8 in the morning in Manchester, New Hampshire, so more noise pollution from from myself as I just, I was just so happy that my car was there. I didn't have to go through this whole ordeal of having, you know, uh, no car. It was there, minimal uh, damage in terms of financially to me. And uh, I learned to never dance in the street again. And if I leave my car, to make sure I lock it up nice and tight. Well, you know what I have to say about this, Mike? What? Serge Ray for coming to Manchester and not inviting me out. <laughs> I, I just thought you were going to stop there. Serge Ray for coming to Manchester. No. Because uh, shady dealings <laughs> up there in that part of town. Well, leaving your car running with the keys in it. In, in a, in a, and, I, and I know where uh, Nikki used to live. And it was not the best neighborhood. Serge Ray. <laughs> You're lucky. It could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe yeah. This the obnoxiousness of what we were doing out there just didn't. Uh, uh, maybe I did get what I deserved. <laughs> All right, Brian. That is my worst day. And let's talk about this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And uh, we've talked about you got a lot of dates coming up. I do. So this Saturday, I'll be heading to Bethany, Connecticut for Northeast Wrestling. I'll be taking on friend of the show, Big Bacon, Brad Hollister. It's finally going to happen one-on-one. Really? Okay. Yes. I thought you were friends again. No, not there. Oh, okay, Jesus. Depends on the promotion, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be uh, we'll be competing. He is the number one contender, I believe, for the Northeast Wrestling Heavyweight Championship held by Jack Swagger. So if you win that match, that's your match, right? You would think so, right? You and Swagger. <laughs> Swagger. It's got Swagger. Um, but uh, yeah, that'll be this Saturday, the 11th, northeastwrestling.com uh, for full ticket and card information. Um, then, Mike, uh, not wrestling, but a wrestling appearance oh. on Sunday, uh, August the 19th at Lucky's Pizza in Haverhill. We'll be having tickets, probably giving some tickets away. I'm sure we'll have autographs and whatnot, uh, promoting UFO Wrestling's Big Bang 10, which will be just a few days later. But come on out on the 19th, Sunday the 19th. From uh, I'll be there from 12 to 3. Uh, Lucky's Pizza and Haverhill come out to uh, meet myself and, uh, well, I'll use the term loosely, the other stars of UFO Wrestling <laughs> will, be, <laughs> will be there. Watch the Kingpin eat a salad at Lucky's Pizza. <laughs> yes, and then just a few <laughs> days later, I'll be defending the UFO Heavyweight Championship against the Masshole Mike McCarthy, UFO Wrestling's Big Bang 10 in Malden, Massachusetts. Ernest the Cat Miller will be there, who I actually saw in Atlanta when I was uh, in Atlanta for Ring of Honor, and we were chatting about this show. What? My goodness. He's getting back around again? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Somebody call my mom. Lo- yeah, <laughs> looking forward to seeing him. The next night, uh, the 24th, I'll be heading to Pittsfield, Massachusetts once again for Northeast Wrestling. Uh, Another big stadium show? Yes. Yes. I, I believe we've performed at that stadium before out there in, Pits- in Pittsfield, Mass. For, Is that the uh, one with the uh, British Beefcake? Yes. Really? Yeah, it is. So, uh, But this time it will be for Northeast Wrestling. Hit, uh, I, I 
believe Rey Mysterio is on uh, on this card. Matter of fact, I don't believe I know Rey Mysterio is on this card. Uh, go to northeastwrestling.com for ticketing full card information. The very next day, well, actually that night I'll be head, heading down, uh, but the very next day will be the event. Uh, Ring of Honor's international TV taping at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, not sure what I'll be doing yet, but if you're anywhere near the Philadelphia area, come on out to the arena. Check out Ring of Honor, ROHWrestling.com for ticket uh, and card information. And then, Mike, rounding out the month, Chikara's King of Trios, three nights, August the 31st. Uh, and then September the first and September the second, if we're if we're so lucky to make it that far, but I'll be uh, making my Chikara debut and no doubt making a very large impact. Cody Rhodes, you missed out. He <laughs> waited as long as he possibly could. <laughs> yeah, I, I did, I did. But uh, you know, hey, they'll they'll do all right. Chikara will do all right. Everything will be all right in the world, and it's all eyes on. Uh, Madison Square Garden. That's my yes. awful Iron Sheik uh, impersonation. <laughs> well, if you want to book the kingpin before he goes, uh, Hollywood is part of the Madison Square Garden show. For uh, Hollywood doesn't really make sense, but that's okay. Email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net. DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. All right, promo about nothing. The year 1997. And this is the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation, our own backyard. And let's talk about Warbeard Hansen's favorite wrestler, the man he stole one of his finishers from, the Pearl River Plunge, Ahmed Johnson. Oh, boy. As Kevin Kelly speaks with the Pearl River powerhouse, Ahmed Johnson, on the promo about nothing. These people know how you feel because one week from tonight, you will finally get to do what you thought about for six months while you laid in bed at the Royal Rumble, Ahmed, you will finally get your hands on Farouk. Let me start off by saying, first of all, the Royal Rumble, if there's anybody left at home in San Antonio, they're gonna miss the biggest event of their lifetime. Second off, I don't care what fruits say about me being my people. You darn right, these are my people. All of them. The right, Spanish people. Black, white, Spanish, Japanese, all of them. They're mine. I don't care. Try to put into words, though, your feelings about finally getting your hands on Farouk. He cost you so much. He nearly cost you your life, Ahmed. You know what? My life was over at age 13, long time ago. That's what you don't understand. If you didn't raise me, I was raised me. My life was over. I was dead years ago. All I got now is me and them. Nothing else. So come to more Rumble. I don't care if I push my kidney, push my hand, push my fist, whatever thing. Good job! Well, get done! Man. Intensity. Off the page. One more thing. We all know what's going to happen. He's going down. He's going down. He's going down. He's going down. Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> a guy, when he gets riled up, 
uh, that like you just can't understand a freaking word. <laughs> no, I mean some of that they're being a little silly with the subtitles, but yeah, they, this is one of those ones they have fun with. Ahmed is the series. This is not as good as the others. I think have we talked about the ones from Warzone, the WWF video game? Did we do that on the podcast? I don't remember. I know at this we were point. supposed to at one point, <laughs> but I don't know that it ever happened. Uh, but yeah, when. <laughs> Jim Ross at one point there is like, wow, the intensity. <laughs> Basically, translation. I don't understand what the hell he's saying, but man, yeah, he's saying it with a lot of uh, gumption. There's a couple of points there where I have no idea what he what he was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the about he broke a titty or something. <laughs> I don't understand this. Ahmed Johnson, yeah, just don't get him riled up, not because he's an, a big, angry man, but because you can't understand a goddamn word the gentleman is saying. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was uh, that was something. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you go, go watch this because the subtitles, the subtitles really make it, but yeah, um, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it got me going because a couple, couple points that hit me pretty good. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> just, the best part was Kevin Kelly was trying to put into words, <laughs> <laughs> trying to put into words what this moment means to you. Like, yeah, please try to put into words, please use words in English language, <laughs> not <Please>. sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and you see Kevin Kelly at one point uh, nodding like knowingly, like he understands what he's saying. But no, yeah, no, there's no way. Oh, Ain't, no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> uh, so go check out this. Uh, yeah, there's some great subtitles here. Not uh, as good as the old WWF Warzone video game ones. I think we've talked about it on this podcast. I'm not sure, though. Go back and check that out. Uh, let us know if we did. <laughs> you missed a pretty good promo about nothing last week, Mike. I'm just saying. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that because <laughs> uh, we had set that up when we thought we were going to record together. I was like, okay. We'll we'll do the uh, Amish it factor, am I shit factor? But I put it off. Said no, I'll wait till we're together. I'll wait till we're together. You talk about me being lazy, putting together stuff. <laughs> I had that on the docket because I thought originally we were going to do that episode together, but then the baby came. So you did it with Joe and Quinn, and you couldn't take two minutes to say, oh, this really isn't relevant to them. It's relevant to between me and Mike. So. We'll do this Amish it factor <laughs> another time, and I'll find something else. But no, you just read what was on the sheet there and went with it. Yeah, because if I don't do what's on the sheet, you, you know, I wouldn't have got that text. Like, <laughs> you know, damned if I do, damned if I don't with you. Uh, but uh, yeah, you didn't even mention amishitfactor.com. I, <laughs> I didn't because we get so we get so heavily to talking about Chad Dick. Talking about talking about dicks. That's <laughs> that's all it has. Go back and check out episode one nineteen if you want to hear what we're talking about here. And if you want to hear and see this promo about nothing, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. Okay, finally we're out of here. We are back next week, next Monday, for episode one twenty one of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Till then, here's the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.